Welcome. My name is Katrina Dreamer, and I'm here with Mary Kay Casper. And this is the Dreaming Back to the Earth podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring the concept that our dreams and their wisdom are a path to our soul-rooted relationship to self and earth. During these podcasts, we will share our unique experiences, perspectives, and practices that foster an understanding of how each dream speaks to awakening and guiding us on a personal and ecological level. And today, Mary Kay and I will be having a conversation about how we work with dreams. So Mary Kay, if I were to ask you, how do you work with dreams? What's the first thing that pops into your mind? Oh, that's a great, that's a great question. The first thing that pops into, and welcome everyone to the podcast. It's really nice to be, be here with you again. Um, for me, the first thing that comes to mind when I'm working with an individual in their dream is to really connect them back to the dream. And so when I first sit with a person, um, I have them read the dream and then spend a few minutes settling into it, remembering it again, going back to the feelings um, and the experience of the dream inside them, especially inside their bodies, um, to really feel where the energy is coming up. And um, it's like reliving it in a way. Totally. And do you find that when you ask people to embody the dream or when you ask people to kind of locate the dream in their body, that the flavor of the dream work is different than if you didn't do that? Well, what I found is that um, if I don't have the person come back to the experience of the dream and to bring it into their body, I find that it becomes more difficult to um, almost like reenact the dream and go back to the dream as we work it. It, t it takes a longer time to feel into the places in the dream. Um, it, recently I worked with someone and I had that, they, we had never done this before and I had them um, speak the dream actually a couple of times and then to kind of, she almost did like a meditation of going back into it and it immediately took her to the feelings. And so, and because the feeling aspect of working with the dreams is important for me in what we discover about the wisdom. It was a very powerful experience. So I was able to go right into that dream where the feeling was and where it was in her body and what was familiar about that. And is that something she experiences in her waking life? So, um, I, found, I find that this is really a really potent place, a critical place, and to just start at the very beginning. Um, well, I'm curious for yourself, um, what comes up for you initially? Similarly, I like to have people read the dream at least once, if not twice. Um, and I also like to have people sink in to their body to just notice if there's any sensation or even if that sinking into their body triggers a memory mm, because right. so often the dream is coming to 
remind us about something or connect us with something from our past that there's some energy in the dream that's connected to whatever that was that happened that's all you know that's connected to the emotions as well and so that's a really easy way to to get people I mean I love geeking out about symbols and meanings and whatever as much as anyone else and I think that that that's a layer that's really can also be very helpful but I think you and I both are working dreams on a level that's maybe one level deeper than that. I mean, some people might disagree with us yeah, because right, the symbols yeah, yeah. get us to our unconscious. And mm-hmm. so that's also a pretty deep level. But I don't know. I feel like there's something maybe maybe saying deeper or words like that isn't exactly accurate. But there's just a different mode or a different flavor or a different... Um, outcome maybe that happens when when we're asking people to sink into their bodies around it. I mean, I really agree with you there. And maybe it's about peeling away layers. Um, I mean, that's what it feels like to me. I mean, I have been involved with working dreams where the house means one thing, the car means another, or or this mythological story is related. And all these aspects or symbols are important. And for me, where I start is that the dream is the dream, you know, the dreamer's dream. And that, and it's the dreamer's dream connected to their own personal story and the influence of the universal too. And so I want to make sure that, that I'm wor- going to the place with the individual to really explore what the story is for them. And then, and then I bring in so what does the car mean to you? And based on my own knowledge of symbols and so forth, I might offer curiosity. Is it, you know, is this car related to this? Or is, you know, knowing their background and you want to know what their background is, maybe there is some mythological story that's connected to the, their own story. Um, there's a lot of great myths out there that are, very pertinent to the work that we're doing and we can relate it back but first I want to do the personal story and sometimes yeah sometimes you don't you don't even need to go any further than the person's own experience or story because it's their dream right right Right. so so sometimes they may be too blocked it may be too painful to go to their personal and then I think that's a, a place where okay let's bring it out to a bigger perspective to see if there's anything out there that is constellated with the dream that can help them then it's always about coming back to themselves right always about coming back to their own unconscious their own body their own experience and all of these tools are helpful I was just thinking as we were talking that so if there's there's ways that we can work dreams with individuals but there's also interesting ways that we can work dreams in a group and it made me think about when I've done dream theater that that is an amazing way to embody a dream that that really one of the times that I did um, an experience of dream theater in a class was one of the most powerful experiences of working a dream that I've had of my own dream I was the dreamer and there were enough people in the class that people could embody not just people in the dream but like the window the rain the all the 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 horse all the things and I that dream has stayed with me 
that was in 2007. That dream has stayed with me all these years now. And it was a major, major dream. But, but not, it wasn't just that it was a major dream for me. It was that the experience of walking through my dreamscape with my own body wow it was so it was so cool yeah Yeah. so so that's one thing i like to do with groups what what are some ways that you like to work dreams with groups Uh, what you're saying is really great um i i've in the last five years been involved with a type of dream work that is now being kind of evolved into um being called embodied dream work which you know i love this notion of like really embodying in yourself what the dream is telling us. And in the type of work that I've been doing, we do a type of group work that's called string work. And it's a reenactment of the dream, but also in that reenactment, um, you know, doing many of the aspects to what you're talking about. It's like, first of all, like really getting to know the person and really getting to know their story and asking others to play different roles, whether it's the wave or the crying child or the wolf, um, to be in those roles. And then we again engage in the different characters with the individual and the storyline to find where the feelings are arising, where there's some um, really strong feeling that's resonating. resonating, uh, um, And then we um, have the dreamer engage, do the story of the dream, and then see where the associations and what comes up. And if there's in the dream, so the strings part of it is where an individual, um, there might be um, an argument or something that's really difficult going on with a parent. And then on another end, there's something really incredible going on with a wolf. So there might be a wolf on one end saying, come to me, come to me. And then on the other side, there's a parent maybe um, judging or getting mad and the dreamer is struggling. And so what we do is take strings and like have the dreamer hold the two places. And there might even actually... Um, we were talking about this re- recently where it isn't just about the duality, it's about the many strings, the, what I call the spoke of a wheel or a web that connects us to all aspects of how we relate to the world. And so in this reenactment, we are reenacting the different aspects of ourselves that are working to either bring us to wholeness or take away. And so the dreamer gets to feel into the tug of what aspects I mean and I mean it like you I had my first time doing this was blew me out of the water um it and it gave me permission to acknowledge the aspects of myself that were keeping me from wholeness without judging myself and and to and to feel the tug for me it was the family and then it was the love on the other side and i could feel the strings tugging at me and what was that like in waking life and how does that play, how do i react to that in in waking life and so it really gave me a perspective of how i um, navigate the world and why I you know whether I have fear or lack of self esteem or I struggle in certain areas it the dream is showing me that and so it can really really be powerful in doing that so 
I, I love reenactment work, <laughs> most definitely. I, I haven't had the specific string experience, but it makes me think about when I've done the enacting of a dream. So this is kind of like I'm going to talk about it, and then there's a question in there right, for you. Yeah. So I wonder if the, the container that we set up when we do group dream work mirrors and I, I think I I mean I know my my answer to this but I'm curious to see what your answer is I wonder if that container that we set up is a mirror that shows us how we are all connected so I've found it really interesting that when people take on a role that's part of someone else's dream they embody it in a way that they almost don't they can't understand why certain words are coming out of their mouth. Like they get so into it that it's almost like they're channeling the dream. And that experience was one thing that, that blew my mind and made me think about how, you know, all of the things we encounter during the day are all reflections of our interior. Right. And so doing the dream work in that way rather than just with yourself and maybe one other person or if you do dream work by yourself there's value to that and the incredible value of doing the dream work with others because it does let you step out of yourself in a way and and encounter it in a different I'm going to say the word way again in a different way. Right. Yeah. So, right. so, so, yeah. Oh, I'm totally right there with you. And I think that really speaks to what we talk about here with Dreaming Back to the Earth. Because I think that when, I think number one, we're all connected and energetically we're all influenced by each other as well as the earth and all the beings that are on the earth. So that when we are in a group experience and another person takes on a role they no doubt will feel the energy of that particular role and be impacted by it and i've seen this afterwards where we have this conversation to process what just happened and the individuals who were playing the role got as much out of the dream as the dreamer and it was incredibly powerful and maybe even opened up some work in a different area for them to do with their dream when they walked into that, um, into their own string experience. And, and that speaks so deeply to the notion that we're all connected and that we're all strung together in some way, weaved together and influenced by each other, not only in the waking world, but in the dream world, that we can dream together. I, I, I definitely believe that, um, and that is so. And I think that's why dream work in, on a, in a group setting is so powerful, because so many people are impacted by it. Whether you're, and even the ones that sit on the side and that watch what's happening are going to have a response in some way that will bring up something for them that they will, then again, you know be able to work on later on if they want to. So, um, yes, absolutely. Um, and I'm also curious in terms of, you know, going back a little bit to the individual work that we do with people, um, like what does a, a session look like for you? What, how would it play itself out? Well, of course, it's, 
it's always different. So it's a hard right, question right, to answer, right? right? right. So, right. you know, depending on the person, it's going to be different. But my, my approach to a session is always to be as open as possible and to not have my own bias influence anything. I mean, it's, it's not possible for none of it to get in there. But I really strive, as you talked about before, to come to it with the notion that the dream is the dreamer's dream. I don't necessarily, and actually no, I don't. I don't know more about their dream than they do. I am the guide that's helping them find the path or uncover the clues or, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a facilitator of them finding the truth in the dream. Um, I'm not someone who is a guru, you know, who knows all about dreams, who's going to tell them, like, your dream is about this. That's not how I operate at all. So the the most important thing for me is to kind of be that, that container, to be that guide that helps people come into understanding and relationship with whatever dream they've chosen to bring, which then helps them come into better relationship with themselves. How do you, um, one of the things that comes up for me when I'm working with Simon, I, I really appreciate what you're saying about um, trying to, all of us trying to not go in with assumptions about what the dream is, that really it is the dreamer. And so I, I do spend a, a fair amount of time um, asking questions the curiosity of the associations and when the memories come up, you know, the feelings and letting it guide us to where, whether the, wherever we want to go or wherever the dreamer wants to go. But I also notice for myself that when I'm sitting in a session, there's my, my own connection to spirit and intuition that might be guiding me to listen to, um, for better word, the hot spots where I notice that something is happening with the individual, like a feeling is arising or they're talking about one thing and I'm curious because that's not how their body is reacting or, or based on what I know about them, they're, they're speaking to something that doesn't just feel right to me. And so it's like I go inside and, and ask myself, is this something that I want to question or challenge how do you see yourself um utilizing your own uh deep intuition and and connection with spirit and doing your work yeah i think that's a vital part of it um i it just makes me think about one time that i was doing dream work with a with a child um my other work that i do is doing tutoring and coaching and um reading intervention for students and there was a particular student that was working with me both to be more confident in math but also his anxiety was pretty high he i'm trying to remember if i talked about knowing about dreams or if he actually spontaneously shared the dream i think it might have been he spontaneously shared the dream in the middle of our session and so I knew that right then we were not going to do math. We were going right. to talk about this dream. Wow. And it seemed on the outside, if somebody read this dream, they would think, oh, yeah, that's just, it doesn't have any connection to school whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, 
everyone listening is going to know that the dream was all about school and it was about how he was feeling about one of his classmates and something that a teacher said to him. Because when I, when I used that intuitive spark, knowledge, whatever, I, I did. I asked him questions about things I was curious about, but also, you know, my intuition was leading me. And sure enough, you know, I asked him if it reminded him about anything at school. He said, well, actually, it reminds me about this, da 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 And so then we were talking about that issue, and by the time we were done, he felt better about whatever that incident was at school. And it just, yeah, I mean, it was, it was amazing. So, yeah, I think, I think that plays a huge role. It's like we have this dance between the dreamer, the dream, and ourselves mm -hmm. when we work together mm -hmm. and we're so kind of like dancing together moving to where the energy takes us mm -hmm. um, the feelings and all the associations and so forth um, as you work with people and you're finishing up a session you know a lot's come up how do you leave the session what how do you work with the the wisdom of the dream that comes up I try as much as I can to pinpoint an action for people to take that has come up over the course of the conversation or, you know, that the dream seems to be pointing toward. Um, so that's one thing. You know, I, I try to come up with something that they can walk away with and actually do in waking to help move the energy forward. And I, you know, I also always encourage people to be gentle with themselves, to take care of themselves. When this kind of deep work is happening, the ramifications can spiral out right. for hours or days, right? So just right. helping them have that intention to be gentle with themselves after they've done that work. Even if it wasn't, you know, a sobbing, crying kind of session, anytime it's, you know, you, you've shifted in some way. Great. What about you? Great. Um, similar and at the end of, as we get closer and sometimes it's in the, you know, towards the end, we're still working the dream and we notice some of the wisdom coming up. I, I come up with what's called a practice and, and similar to what you're saying in, in terms of some action, like for instance, with, with some of my dream work, I, a practice, I had a dream about a snake biting me and we talked about how there was potency in that and and that the, the, the venom had something to offer me. So my practice would be to visualize um, the snake biting me and feeling the potency of the venom coming in me to transform me. So it gave me a visualization and to be with the feelings. It, you know, it, it's, for me, it reminds me of um, work where we anchor a feeling or an experience in a person so that they can... Um, bring that into their bodies and into their psyche in terms of changing and altering uh, energy in a positive way. I mean, we also, you know, like notice when, you know, notice when the screaming woman is, you know, standing there, you know, and you're judging yourself for doing something. And when that, when that notice happens, take a big breath, you know. Um, so it's, we give whatever seems to be arising again, those kind of like where the energy is the most powerful, where there might be some support 
or where there might be something that's teaching us about maybe a behavior that or a way of being that we want to change um, to be aware of that and bring that into life. I even take it a step further sometimes, especially with this, with the notion of dreaming back to the earth. So we bring it to the personal, we might bring it to the universal, you know, weaving it back to relationships with others and um, the relationship to the land and kind of um, threading that, mm -hmm. taking the threads and saying, do some work with the land. Um, the person I work with knows that I work with the land a lot. So she'll give me practices that not only connect me to my inner work, but connect me to my outer work. So go out and be with the land or go out and engage in some kind of activity. Do a ritual, do a ceremony, um, create an altar, um, all things we will be talking about in the future. Um, and so we end with something and I, sometimes I'll say it when, when I do this with my own clients, I will tell them and they'll write it down and sometimes I send it to them by email. So, sometimes I like to just sit with the session for a while and then email them a couple days later with the practice. Because most of the time I don't meet with everybody every week. It's sometimes once a month or every two weeks. And I do feel that folks should be given enough time to internalize and be with whatever practices that, it's almost like a prayer. You know, mm. When I think of it, it reminds mm -hmm. me of a prayer um, that, we, that we offer, that the dream is offering a prayer to us to live by. Um, to work with and sometimes we discover in the next session another dream comes that kind of is like giving us more information that may alter what we just worked on in a different way which is the beauty of the dream the the dream will correct us too if we're going <laughs> in a direction that doesn't yeah. seem right we'll yeah. have a dream or the dream will alter and change in another direction because we did have that practice and we did work it so it's it's fun to bring that up and ask a person, so what, you know, what do you notice that's coming up in you that mm -hmm. feels like it's changing? And for them to say, like, wow, or this was hard. Or, mm -hmm. And to never give people, um, you know, I have some folks, sometimes they don't do the practice at all. And that's okay, because I really believe that it internalizes anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. So. Well, I know that. In the past, we've left people with a little something, something. Uh, so let's think of, we're, we're both looking at each other like, did we think of something to leave with you today? I'm just, I'm, uh, you've been talking about connecting it to the outer. And I'm just looking outside and the sun is actually shining in Vermont today. So I think what I'll leave people with is think of a dream that you've had recently and go outside wherever you have to go outside and sit with the dream maybe you know think it through a couple times in your mind close your eyes for a moment to do that centering that we were talking about connecting with your body and when you open your eyes scan the landscape and see if there's anything that you feel like really connects you with the dream. And if, if there is something and you're able to kind of go over to it, if it's a tree or a leaf or an animal or something, you know, go over to be near it. If you can't, if you're, you know, on a 
bridge or something and there's just water, you know, imagine that you're going over there and just see what that experience does for you. I love that. <laughs> we Yay. are so good. You are so good with coming up with ideas. That's brilliant. Yes. I have nothing to add. All right. Thank so you. enjoy that, people. And um, so again, we are Katrina Dreamer, myself, and Mary Kay Casper. <laughs> and this is the Dreaming Back to the Earth podcast. And we look forward to seeing you next time. You can always email us with any comments or questions at dreamingbacktotheearth at gmail.com. And you can find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Wonderful. It's been great to be with you, and we look forward to the next episode. Yeah. Take Thanks. care, everybody. Bye-bye.